Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. I am so excited for this one. We have the first person who has decided to give this show a chance and be a part of the action. And yo, how could it have come at a better time? While the episode is being released on Monday, our conversation ends up happening on the same day that the players and owners come to an agreement along with the announcement that we are going to have a full season starting on April 7th. Let's go, baby! May I present Justin Getz. He has been scouting professionally for a decade. A true scholar of the game. I mean, just look at his Instagram page, at MLB Scout Breakdowns. That's how I found him. And you'll find their detailed reports about what a scout looks for in a player, great tips on how to improve your game, and deep dives into techniques of some of the best to ever do it. Justin, thank you for joining us, bro. Thanks for having me, brother. So you told me that your scouting days go long before 10 years ago that your father was a scout for the Braves and you were in ballparks with him scouting games at just eight years old. Can you tell us some special things you remember about those years and what, if anything, contributed to you falling in love with the sport and devoting your life to it? Man, a lot of, lot of memories early um, being around all the scouts in the Southeast I remember one dude from Hart County, Georgia, his name's Fredell Pinkston, kind of off the radar because Hart County's like out in the middle of nowhere a bit. I remember going to Fredell's opening game as a senior in high school and his first pitch, there were probably 40 scouts there. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. First pitch from Fredell was 97 to the top of the net, like 20 feet above the catcher. And everyone's gun had 97. That was, I'll never forget that one. He was drafted pretty high, offered, I think, seven, 750K out of high school, turned it down, ended up taking 250 out of JUCO, I think. But he was an absolute legend, like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, dude. 230. I mean, absolute monster, dude. That was probably one of the coolest stories just because, like, that's not a name anyone really knows out, outside of the Southeast. I remember going to watch Brian McCann at Duluth High School growing up. My dad and McCann's dad, Howie, coached together at DeKalb College, which turned into Georgia Perimeter, which I think is no longer. But, dude, there were five or six big leaguers on that DeKalb College team. Howie McCann, Brian's dad, Brian and Brad's dad was the hitting coach, and my dad was the pitching coach. That team was stacked, man. 
Marlon Bird was on that team. You know Marlon Bird? I don't, but I did have Brian McCann on my squad in his late Astro years just nice. a few years ago. Good time, yeah. yeah. Marlon Bird was a 10-plus-year big leaguer. He actually taught Justin Turner some of the techniques that Turner uses today. Like, Turner was like a 240 hitter, hit with Marlon Bird one offseason, and then, boom, he's the Justin Turner of today. So, yes. Marlon Bird, Nick Green, he, there were five, five, I think four or five big leaguers off that team. Juco team, just a small Juco in the middle of Georgia, basically, had like five big leaguers on it. That was a sweet squad. Uh, Frank Gore was a beast to watch in high school. All the scouts around the country, like a lot of them started in the Southeast when I was growing up. Me and my dad every year would go to the Dominican Republic and we'd bring high school prospects and they would play against the Braves uh, Dominican Summer League team in uh, San Francisco de Macorís is what it was called. Yeah, it was sweet, man. First time I ever met Dayton Moore, longtime Royals GM, was in the Dominican and short, stocky white dude, and he spoke perfect Spanish. And just Very cool. another ode to how smart Dayton Moore is, you know? Fast forward to 10 years ago, you're finishing up college and you're off to scouting school. What was that like for you? I picture it like you're one of those kids taking a foreign language class in school who speaks the language with their parents back at home. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was a hookup by, I think he was an area scout then, or maybe a cross checker, but I think he was an area scout, Sean Gibbs. He's a really good scout for the Royals. I think he's the national cross checker now, but Gibby got me in. I was like, I can't remember, 23 maybe, really immature but obsessed with baseball, and I was the youngest person there by quite a bit. Brian Moeller, who is the Red Sox scout in Georgia, he was in scout school with me. Brett Tomko, who's a longtime big league pitcher. Scott Thorman was a former Braves first baseman in the MLB. Canadian dude with like 80 raw power. Jeff Supon was in there in uh, scout school. These are all throwbacks. I don't know if you know them, but Jeff Supon was like, Jeff Supon was considered a poor man's Greg Maddox, basically. Like he had all the tools of Greg oh, Maddox, great. but just his stuff wasn't as good as Greg's, but he had a similar pitching style. Yeah, man, that was absolutely one of the best experiences of my life. I knew the game really well. Like I knew how to tell like if a player was good, like if he was draftable or not. The terms and just seeing like the mechanics of a player and being able to speak that into a scouting report, I had no clue about, bro. And we all we did was just study all day. I mean, it was whew, I'm talking like six, seven a.m. to like all the way into the night. Throwing in fat dips, bunch of coffee. Well, that's dedication, man. The assistant GM of the Royals right now, JJ Piccolo, he's the one who ran it. That dude's a genius, man. Like the Royals are one of the smartest orgs I've ever seen. 
I've heard a lot of great things about their pipeline. Some young yeah. studs coming up. Well, I'd like to know, I know you mentioned the Royals. I'd like to know some other organizations that you've scouted for. What are a few essential numbers and stats that they want you to be grading young players with? And can you give us a little deeper analysis of those numbers and stats like you do so well in your posts? Teams I've worked for, Braves and Nationals, part-time. And I've interviewed with Astros, Dodgers, Mariners, and Orioles. High school, stats aren't huge. I mean, they're, they're a lot more important in college. In high school, I mean, we're, you're looking more at tools because these guys make a lot more mistakes. And you got to give them a little because they're teenagers, you know what I mean? You still want good numbers. I mean, a, a good high school draft's going to hit over 400. It doesn't always happen because they pitch around guys nowadays. You know how it is. It's, it's just like the big leagues. Say Bonds how they pitch bonds. Well, you might be the very bonds of your county or region. Well, you're going to get pitched just the same. You're not going to see many fastballs. They're going to jump ball you. They'd rather push you on than pitch to you, really. So tough to judge some of the high school hitting stats. and You never know who's keeping the box there and stuff. You mentioned how they are making so many mistakes. And with that said, I'm, I'm really interested in knowing how much these organizations are looking into players' attitudes, how they respond to adversity and failure, and how they're interacting with their teammates and coaches. Is that a big thing they're looking at? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can be still a little bit of a troubled kid and be a good teammate. You know what I mean? So some teams put, and we call that makeup. Some teams are crazy about makeup, like if he's not a, a mature kid or whatever, or if he does certain things, they might totally write him off based off makeup. But some teams don't really care about makeup very much. And that's because we're talking about teenagers. Most teenagers are stupid. I was one of those teenagers. So me too, um, me too. <laughs> I was very, very stupid. So I would say if the kid gets a little trouble in high school, that should not knock him out, but it might for some teams uh, knock him off the draft board. Um, but just to continue on your question, pitchers in high school, you know, you want to see the Ks. You want to see some feel, being able to hit both sides of the zone, throwing off-speed pitches, holding velocity, not just being 90-93 the first two innings and then 80 789 like that's not holding velo right you want a guy who's gonna sit 9093 for four or five innings as a teenager that that's a good indicator of a guy who can be a starter starting pitcher down the line with college guys stats are more important for sure because you've got track man at almost every big college you don't have track man at a big college these days you're kind of behind the ball so scouts can get TrackMan info every game. Things like OBP, OPS, obviously very important in college. Average, with the stats in college, it's just like the MLB. So they're very important, especially at big schools. Good to know. Good to know. For these young players who might be tuning in, 
What do you think is the best way to get yourself out there? First of all, just having tools. Sadly, you've got to go to some events these days. If you're at a big school, if you're good, even if you don't go to events, you'll probably be uncovered at some point. Smaller school guys, though, it's a little tougher. And they, they need the events more because if you play it, we call it down here a one or a two A school with three to 700 kids at the school, odds are you're in a pretty rural area where scouts can't get too easily. So going to, to PBR events, prep baseball report, perfect game events. We have uh, in Georgia, we have the top 100. Colleges have showcases. I don't love the college showcase thing, but uh, teams do find a guy or two off out of their college showcases every year. They are important. It's just they're not as much visibility as, say, playing in a big PBR perfect game tournament in summer ball. Summer ball showcases, those are big, man. These days, you almost have to do it, especially with budgets being not that great in college. You know, you've got less area scouts now covering larger areas and you've got larger scouts you know covering enormous areas like entire coast east coast midwest west coast the four corners the northeast that's an area right so you've all got different regions for scouting like you know pro scouting but with these colleges they can't just go recruit every day it's not like college football um there's not as much money, so they have to pick and choose the events, and they're going to go to the big one. Over the last decade, you've had the chance to work with some talented young individuals as an agent, as a trainer, as a scout, who are now quite known in the fantasy community. Could you share some names? And provide us with your favorite story with one of them. Yeah, absolutely. First, I'll just start because when you said fantasy, the first thing that hit me was Jared Walsh, uh, my high school. Oh, teammate. yeah. And I'm best friends with his older brother. So I've known Jared since he was like 14. He's always been good, man. I think I was a junior when he was a freshman. And he came in and was the best pitcher on the team. Didn't hit a bunch as a freshman. He would have been the best. He was the best hitter on the team. But you know how it is with like a freshman in high school. Like they want you to earn it a little bit or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, man, Walshy, absolute dude in high school, could always hit. Swing was always the same. He's added that leg kick in. And his hands have moved just a little bit to a, a better spot. Basically, where, where the barrel has to lay back, he's a lot closer to there. Now, Some he's been lower, he's been higher, you know, but for the most part, exactly the same swing. And he's probably one of the funniest kids I've ever met. He's absolutely hilarious. I mean, the two best players I've ever represented into pro ball are Reese Olsen and Brandon Marsh. Reese Olsen is, I think, the number 10 prospect with the Tigers now. And, you know, Marsh, obviously, like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a sleeper fantasy guy this year. But Walsh, I mean, dude, I'm not going to give you too much info since we're going to be in a fantasy baseball league, but look for me to grab him. 
<laughs> you bet if I don't get him first. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Who's going to reach harder? <laughs> Justin's going to be joining us in the morning dump OG Fantasy Baseball League this year. Really pumped to kick that off. We have a start yeah. date, so we'll be setting our draft soon. Yeah, Reese, um, probably the coolest story of my entire career is just how Reese became known. I also represented a couple millionaires uh, who went to bigger agencies before the draft, like Nassim Nunez with the Marlins and uh, Aaron Shunk with the Rockies. They both got uh, – Nunez got over two mil. Shunk got over a mil. I started with those guys early in high school. But anyway, um, back to Reese. I didn't specifically find him with my own eyes, but one of my former players with the Red Sox is a trainer in Cleveland, Georgia. and He's really good. He does driveline stuff, heavy weight training. Like he knows his stuff, really knows pitching, made it up to double A with the Red Sox. His name's Jared Oliver. He told me about Reese. He sent me video and the kid was like 85, 88 as a junior in high school. But he reminded me of a MLB pitcher named Jeremy Hellickson. So as soon as I saw the video, I was like, I want him. Like, Called his parents, called his brother, tried to convince him that he was, like, a dude. They were all like, he's not a draft prospect, basically. Kind of wrote me off a little bit. He was committed to Gardner-Webb. Some time passed. We went down to Jupiter for the fall. Uh, it's like the biggest fall tournament in the U.S., Jupiter, Florida, for high school upcoming seniors. And nice. I saw saw Reese in the fall uh one of my bosses you know told him like they were impressed he was now up to like 89 91 we met down in Jupiter and the meeting went really well he was sat 89 92 down there at 150 pounds six foot you know sitting at 150 pounds sitting 89 92 for five innings is pretty incredible for a 17 year old and a couple of weeks later, he called me and they, they committed to us. And uh, he was starting to become a, an interesting guy in the spring. And then, do you know who Ethan Hankins is? He got a, a couple mil from the, the Guardians a few years ago. No, I don't. Oh, he's he's going to be a top fantasy option here in the next few years. Um, ah, nice. I think he's a two, second or third best prospect for them. Maybe first. I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, Reese was going to face off against Ethan and Hankins, Ethan Hankins had 30 to 50 scouts at every single game he threw his senior year spring. His shoulder was bothering, so he missed the start and still about 25 scouts came to see Reese throw and he touched 94 like three or four times. Some people even got a 95. I got him signed in the 13th round for almost half a million dollars, 442.5K from a kid from a small school who was a year ago, a year before that, 85, 88. And now he's a top 10 prospect for the Tigers. So pretty awesome story on, uh, on Reese. One of your older Instagram posts. I saw you talk about all the fun names that you could use for a home run. One you came up with 
being the biscuits. <laughs> I love that, yeah. man. That is my favorite name for a home run. I'll be using it forever. Well, first thing I'll have to say is I did not make up that term, so I don't want to be a term thief. So got to give that credit to Mark DeRosa on MLB Network. Carlos Pena is the Placata guy. He could hit some Placatas back in the day, dude. Crazy raw power. Carlos Pena had 80 raw power for sure on the 20 to 80 scale. Some other words for home runs. A lot of them just come to me during games. Uh, seed, a seed, a linea. Bombs are kind of a boring one. But yeah, biscuits is the one I like to roll with, man. That's so fun, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be on that. I'm going to have to write some down and remember them. Usually I just make it up on the spot and get a quick laugh and then on to the next. All right, man. Well, I want to hear one more thing from you because it's been a really interesting time hearing about your story, your path, how you got to where you are. Where do you want to see yourself in 10 years? Honestly, man, just scouting in some capacity like I'm doing now with PBR, Prep Baseball Report. I'm okay with scouting forever. Like, that's that's no problem with me. I've got other stuff off the field going on, too, as well. But um, just keep paying the bills and keep enjoying life, bro. You know, playing fantasy, chilling with the boys. I love that, bro. That's a passion for what you do. I want to be playing fantasy until I die. I love oh, that. Oh, no doubt. Love it. You mentioned, you know, you're involved in a couple other things. Want to give you a chance to plug anything. If you got something else you're involved in, you want to talk about real quick, go for it. I'll just stick it to baseball. My Instagram at MLB Scout Breakdowns. Also at PBR Georgia. A solid portion of the scouting reports on there are mine. I'm tweeting live during games. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. That's your Twitter tag also? My Twitter tag is at MLB Scout Break. Killer, killer. Hey, thank you Love again it. so much for coming on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being here. Definitely fun, man. Great questions you asked. You know, my squad will be looking to take a morning dump on your squad. <laughs> Here in the future. <laughs> oh, amazing. Good stuff, man. We cap off every episode with one of these. Thank you all for tuning in. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump. Free, man. Gotta have the morning dump with the coffee, man. And a dip. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I like your jerseys, by the way, man. All those throwback jerseys and crazy jerseys you got working, dude. Pretty Hell sick. yeah. Do, do you know what this one is? No, what is it? The Kumbas. The Kumbas. What, what squad is that? That is from the movie Hardball. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Great movie, man. G baby man, I, I cry every time I see it, dude. Dude. Unreal. Great movie, dude. Love that movie.